Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest edition of The Peyton Doyle Show. I'm Peyton Doyle, host of The Peyton Doyle Show, and I am not in a basement anymore. I'm still not home, but I'm not in my mom's basement. I'm here in my dad's hotel room um, in Akron. Uh, well, not Akron. Akron, Canton, right by the airport where we're going to fly out of on Monday, where I'll be actually back in the Peyton Doyle Show studio. Um, I brought him on. Brian Big Dog Doyle back again, um, giving us his takes because I figured I wasn't going to record in here while he just sat there and watched TV, I guess, you know, he probably would have been annoying and interrupted me while I was talking, but I do that. Yeah, he does that a lot and it's very annoying, (laughs) but here we are. And I want to talk about what happened last night because that was absolutely, I mean, shocking. It shocked the world. Uh, Nobody expected Ohio State to come out there and I mean, just punch Clemson in the jaw like that. I mean, knock them out real quick right out of the gates. Justin Fields put an exclamation mark on his draft stock. He was lighting up Clemson all night after he took a huge shot to the ribs, and it was clear that he was in a lot of pain uh, all night. And he still threw for 385 yards, six touchdowns, and completed 78% of his passes. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. There were throws that he was making that made it clear and obvious to anyone out there watching that he absolutely has top NFL arm talent. Um, so I feel like the question needs to be asked. If you were the Jaguars, you certainly watched that game last night. The Jaguars and their scouts and their organization was certainly watching that game like, like, like all of us were. And do you feel, if you're the Jaguars, like, Justin Fields might be your number one overall pick rather than Trevor Lawrence. If it was me, no. If the rumors are true about who the Jaguars next head coach will be, then maybe. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, probably about what, maybe like an hour before we started recording this, um, there are heavy rumors that Urban Meyer is going to be the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, former Ohio State Buckeyes head coach, Um, He recruited Justin Fields, so obviously he has a lot of faith in him. So, I mean, that could change a lot of things. But, I mean, do you think that they're going to seriously consider taking Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence? Well, if you got the number one overall pick, you've got to look at all the options. Even if Trevor Lawrence looks like the obvious, you've got to look into the other things. Plus, uh, maybe after last night, no. But if he goes out and does the same thing to Bama next week, I mean – you know, you got to at least, at least consider it, you know, um, for me, I still think Lawrence is the best quarterback in the draft, but Fields certainly came out and showed that, uh, he shows up on the big stage and he's, he's big time. He's, he's got, he's got a lot of potential. I would say that too. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think that saying that Justin Fields is going to be the number one overall pick is an overreaction for sure. I mean, on social media, on Instagram, I sent you the picture. I mean, people are already photoshopping him in a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. Like, okay, all right, let's, let's, let's slow down here. Trevor Lawrence still threw for 400 yards and had three total touchdowns and completed over 68% of his passes. The difference between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence is that we are shocked when Fields went and did this. But if Lawrence did this last night, we'd say that's exactly what we'd expect from him because he's the number one pick. That's the difference. That's a big difference between them. That's how you know you're the top dog is because they expect that out of you. But Fields was the underdog, and, you know, everyone loves the underdog. And I I do think Fields played – he played tremendous. He played great. And he certainly 
created some padding between him and Zach Wilson. Um, but he did not pass up Trevor Lawrence yet. Let's, let's not be silly here. Let's not overreact after one game. Trevor Lawrence, as a true freshman, completely embarrassed Nick Saban and Alabama in the national championship game. He was 19 years old. He's been the future number one pick ever since. I mean, ever since that game, we were talking he about has, him as a number but, one pick. But now, two years in a row. Okay, he lost to okay to a team that. But but did you not expect him to win the championship last year and this year? I didn't expect him to win it last year. Okay, but this that year. was LSU's year. This year, this year, at least be in the national championship game. Yeah, yeah, but I, I like Lawrence. I'm just saying he's not perfect. Obviously, what does he do? What does he do that's bad? I'm not saying he does anything that's bad, but two years in a row, when you're the quarterback, his team didn't get as far as you expected. And then when you got Fields having that big of a game on that big of a stage, you have to at least pause and do your homework if you got the number one overall pick. Yeah, you have to. I still take Lawrence. But I'm just saying that's a couple things where Trevor Lawrence still played great. He still had a good game, but he didn't play good enough to win. Yeah, okay, but you watched the game. Mm Mm-hmm. The problem with, with Clemson last night was not um, Trevor Lawrence. It was, it was defense. It was defense and the fact that they couldn't block. I mean, it seemed like Trevor Lawrence would take the snap and he'd already be under pressure. I mean, they could not block for him last night. That Ohio State um, pass rush was way too much for that Clemson offensive line to handle. But I still have not seen anything that tells me that Trevor Lawrence is not the, not, not the number one overall pick. I understand that Justin Fields had a great game last night. And if he has another great game against Bama, sure, maybe you can talk about it, right? But he is not Trevor Lawrence in any, any which way possible. Because like I said, Trevor Lawrence has been the number one overall pick since he was 19 years old. Yeah. So there's a reason for that. He, well, you know, I think he's the best since Manning to come out. Yeah. So you think he's better than Luck? Yeah, I do. He's got a bigger arm than Luck. He's well, as a prospect, I'm not, you know, Luck was great as a pro. He, unfortunately, his career didn't last as long. But Luck coming out, you hadn't seen him on the national stage in the national championship contending type situation that you've seen Trevor year after year in. Mm-hmm. So you know Trevor is big game tested. Yeah. You know, Luck played for Stanford, who has some big games, but not quite the same. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. No. Um. But Fields, listen, he played great. We have to give him credit. Um, I know my last episode, I kind of talked bad about him after a bad game against Indiana. It didn't age well. Yeah, I I know it didn't age well. Um, So I'm certainly going to give him some respect. He came up big game. He came up big in a big game while he was injured. And he truly shined. He really did. Which leads me into my next question. The Jets have the number two overall pick in this year's draft. They just announced that they're firing Adam Gase. And there's been a lot of talk about them potentially sticking with Sam Darnold rather than taking quarterback. Well, now it looks pretty hard to pass up on Justin Fields. So should the Jets take Justin Fields or roll with Sam Darnold? Well, first, they're hoping that Jacksonville is hiring an Ohio State coach and going with Fields, aren't they? If you're the Jets, you're really hoping that Justin Fields goes number one overall. Yeah. And Trevor falls to you. But – uh I don't know how much they really feel about Darnold internally, about whether he can develop, how much of this was Gase's fault, stuff like that. But you you got to look at it. You got to consider it if you're them. You, I mean, you have to consider Fields after what he did. And like I said, Fields isn't done. 
If Fields can go out and do that against Bama's defense, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to pass on him. I don't know if that's going to put him over Trevor, though. I don't mean about number one overall. I mean, yeah. for, for the Jets yeah. at number two. Yeah. If you're thinking about Sam or you're thinking about drafting Fields. Yeah, for sure. I, I, if Fields does this back-to-back weeks in that, on that kind of a stage. While he's injured, while he's banged up. And then you feel like he can't do it in New York. Yeah, that, that's, that's made for New York if you can handle the big stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the Jets should – like, they should absolutely take Justin Fields number two overall rather than roll with Darnold. Um, I think it's less about just what Fields did last night and more about what Darnold hasn't done in his entire career. Um, Sam Darnold this season has thrown for less than 2,000 yards – eight touchdowns to nine interceptions. And sure, you know, the situation certainly hasn't been favorable to him, but he's only thrown for 44 touchdowns in his entire career. And say what you want about Baker Mayfield, we'll get into him later, but he's thrown for 74 touchdowns and they were drafted in the same year. Um, Sam Darnold may have the potential to develop into a good NFL quarterback one day, but I don't think that's possible in New York. I think that his time to develop as a good quarterback in New York is done. I think Sam Donald needs a change of scenery. And I think the Jets need to move on from Donald as well. Um, I think moving on could help them out both greatly. I don't think Donald in there in, in New York is going to help the Jets. I don't think it's going to help Donald at all. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, uh, one, one little side note on the game last night, though. If you didn't have a horse in the race, like you didn't have a horse, you don't care about Ohio State, you don't care about that. Fields made a lot of fans last night. You, you had to love the way he played that game. Yeah. I mean, I had no opinion on Fields going into it. I didn't love him. I didn't hate him. But, boy, you had to root for him the way he played. He was tough. He showed leadership. Mm-hmm. You, you, you hate to say overreact after one game, but he made some fans, I think, and, and earned some respect. Oh, yeah. He earned my respect for sure. Yeah. I mean, after he got – I mean, he got drilled in the back of his ribs right into, like, his kidney area. Yeah. I mean – that hurts, bro. Oh, he's got to be hurting. That day. hurts. Oh, yeah. He's hurting this morning for sure. That hurts. And he came back and Brian Day, he said that. He told him that there's no way that they were losing that game after he got injured. And that's just, I mean, hearing that, like, that's what you want to, that's what you want to hear out of your star quarterback. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And as a sports fan, that just gets you all Yeah, that gets up, you hyped. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's just like that, that kind of story, you know? So, yeah, he definitely gained my respect last night for sure. But I still don't think that he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Um... I feel like before we start getting too far into the draft, we should talk about this week. It is week 17, and there are plenty of games with playoff implications. Let's start with the most interesting division in all of football, everyone's favorite division to talk about, the NFC East, where three teams with losing records can all make the playoffs and only one team will. Let's talk about the current division leader, Washington football team. They play against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. If they win... They're in. Luckily for them, their quarterback, Alex Smith, is expected to be healthy and ready to go. Do you think that Washington will win and make the playoffs? I do, actually, and I think they will even if Alex Smith didn't play. Uh, I can't remember who that guy was that replaced Haskins because, you know, I'm bad with names. Taylor Heineke. But he looked good enough to beat, beat Philadelphia, too. Really? I think. And, and I think uh, – I believe much more in coaching of Ron Rivera than I do Doug Peterson right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ron, Ron Rivera is proven. We all love Riverboat Ron. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Peterson's won a Super Bowl. I, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm just saying right now who's got their team 
like the pulse of their team and ready, I feel like Rivera's got hit better than, mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, the Eagles did say that they are keeping Doug Peterson. That is the rumor that is going around now that Doug Peterson's going to get another year in Philadelphia. So Doug Peterson is not coaching for his job this Sunday, right. which does have something to do with it. If you're coaching for your job, you're coming in and preparing for different, you know, a different thing. You need to win that game. Well, yeah, know? and right now he's going to be coaching, though, to try to see what he has for next year yeah. instead, and that might not be playing to win yeah, as exactly. much as, as, as you would have been. I have Washington winning this game quite easily. I said it all along, and I think they're the best team in this division. Uh, I predicted them to win this division. That's not much of a ago. compliment. No, but, I mean, I do think that they're the best team in the division. I mean, it's not a good division, but I think they're the best team. Um, I do not think that Jalen Hurts has what it takes to win against the great Washington defense that they have there. It's a tremendous defense. Chase Young is going to have a field day on that horrible Philadelphia offensive line. Um, Washington will be hosting a playoff game at 7-9, and nine, which is kind of outrageous. Um, now, if they lose, though, the winner of the Giants and Cowboys game is going to get in. I don't think that game is going to end up mattering. But, I mean, it's – Cowboys. Cowboys will win that game. And I opinion. think the Cowboys are actually the best team in that division right now. It's just that they fell apart when Dak left, and by the time they got it back together, it was too late. I Yeah, I can see that. They have the best offense, but I feel like the, the best all around. looked a little bit better lately. Not as good as they were last year, but a little bit yeah, better. Yeah, but, I mean, even last year, their, def- their defense is their biggest problem in Dallas for sure. Yeah. But that and Zeke doesn't. Oh yeah, you're you're kind of mad at Zeke. This man drafted Zeke in fantasy. Two years in a row, he's yeah. disappointed me. Frankly, I mean, he's just not. And and I question is I question Zeke's heart as far as like how much he really loves running the football, or does he just love winning? Because that's a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. There is a difference. When um, everything's going good, Zeke's a good guy on your team. In Ohio State, same thing. But when things aren't going so well, Zeke doesn't seem to be the guy that you can hang your hat on. He doesn't seem like a leader, but he also doesn't seem like he has an attitude issue. Um, not a cancer. I'm just yeah. saying uh, Dak Prescott earned his money by not being there this year because he showed he was the heart and soul oh, yeah. leader he really of that was. team. He really was. Um, that's going to be interesting what happens with Dak this offseason too. Pay the man. <sighs> but, like, Pay the man. average though. Like, you, on the you, field talent-wise, You would be above 500, average. and you would have won that division running away if Dak is healthy. Pay the man. Yeah, we'll we'll see what Jerry Jones is going to do. You know, who knows what he's going to do. But that's that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um, so in the AFC, things are a lot tougher than in the NFC. While a two while a, while a team that's two games under five hundred is going to make the playoffs in the NFC, a team that is four games above five hundred in the AFC will miss the playoffs. That's just tragic. The Titans. Browns, Ravens, Dolphins, and Colts are all playing for their playoff lives this Sunday. So what team has the worst chance at making the playoffs in the AFC, in your opinion? Well, I mean, I think it's my Dolphins just because I don't know if they can beat the Bills. The Bills are a hell of a team this year. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen is playing at MVP level. Uh, A side note on that, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy go from as inaccurate to as accurate as he was in one offseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, his improvement was just remarkable. We knew he was talented, but that that was a huge step forward for them. And I'm just not sure that my Dolphins can do it. I hope so. I hope Tua comes out and proves that he's got the it factor that everybody's wondering if he has or not. But I feel like the Dolphins are the 
most likely to lose their their game tomorrow, which then they're out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as long as everybody else holds, everybody else has an opponent that they should beat. Yeah, the Dolphins have an opponent that they should lose to. Um, so that's why I think that's why I think they're the odd team out. Yeah. To me, the worst team out of all these teams, I agree with you, is is the Miami Dolphins. I think they're the least talented team. They're the odd ones out in this it's still situation. Still a 10-win team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're still a good yeah, team. They're a good team. But they're not they're not the team that should be in the If you had to pick by which one of these is the most deserving, you would pick the other four teams before you get to the mm-hmm. Dolphins. And and you know, like you said, I think they have the toughest game to win out of all these teams against the red hot Buffalo Bills. Who, by the way, last time you were on the podcast, you said were pretenders about midway through. I didn't the year. believe. I said I still didn't believe Josh Allen was for real, but he's kept doing it. So. He has. He has. That's my man, bro. There you go. That's my man. And, and their defense has gotten better as the years gone on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I expected that to happen, though. I mean, yeah, it's a good, talented defense. They're starting to gel again. And not to get ahead of ourselves again, but next year, wow, because they had some defenders out on the COVID list and stuff. Yeah. The Bills are primed to be a dominant force for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure some of your Bills fans that are friends are going to be happy. They will. Um, the Bills, they're they're going to destroy the Dolphins this Sunday, I think, and um, that's going to put them out of the playoffs, which is which is okay because it, it shouldn't be about the playoffs this year for the for the Miami Dolphins. It's about the next five to ten years for them. Tua needs to develop. They have a great head coach and a plan in place, but I, I don't I don't think they're ready yet. They're a year or two ahead of schedule. Um, you know, they get in, they're probably going to lose in the first round. Anyway, yeah, it, exactly. And, and speaking of Tua, though, I, I know you're going to get mad at me, but if if the Jets – now, I love these what-if situations. This is my favorite thing. He drives me nuts with the what-if situation. Dude, this is my favorite thing in the world to do. It's just these hypothetical – imagine if this happens, right? So Trevor Lawrence goes number one to, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jets stick with Sam Darnold, and they don't draft the quarterback, right? So you're at, you're at the number three overall pick for the Dolphins, right? Probably the highest overall pick that they're going to have um, under Brian Flores. It looks like Brian Flores is a certified winner. Um, Could be coach of the year. Yeah. So this is probably the only time under Brian Flores you're going to have a top three pick. Justin Fields is sitting there. You got you to gotta look at him. You, you got to look at him. I love Tua as a, as, a, as a person. I want this guy to be successful. He's a nice young guy. He seems to be everything you would want to build your franchise around. Um, but other than – other than the Arizona game, he really hasn't taken over or in any way rose to the occasion as the game goes on. I, I feel like he's played too safe. I feel like Tua hasn't been aggressive. And now Tua could shut us all up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, if he oh, comes yeah. out if he tomorrow goes out and beats the Bills, and there's he, no question. And he puts the team on his back and he wins that game. I, I, I think the idea of looking at another quarterback is is preposterous, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But – Assuming they lose tomorrow, even if he plays well, any I mean, if they win, I mean, I guess as a, as a scouting department, you've got to at least look at Fields. Now, it gets a whole lot crazier if they stayed with if Fields goes number one, and then and then Lawrence yeah, and, falls to them, and then if Lawrence falls, oh, I didn't them, even but, think of that. But but as much as I would love to assume the Jets, you know, my least favorite team in the entire league. As long mm-hmm. as much as I would like to assume that they are just dumb enough to pass on Trevor Lawrence, I don't think they would. But if he fell to us, yeah, I mean, you know. So only so the Dolphins would only, you think that the Dolphins should only look at a quarterback if Lawrence? Is well, I think they should do their due diligence and look into uh, what's his name Wilson from BYU, okay. who 
was a lot hotter a week ago prospect yeah. than he was. But let's not yeah. overreact to just one game. And let's not say Fields' is hand downs better than than Zach Wilson after one game. It's just mm-hmm. he's hard not to root for after last night's game. Yeah, he's he's a fan. But if you're now. if you're the team of Dolphins, you gotta at least look at it. But as I've told you time and time again, I trust Flores. And if Flores believes that Tua is going to develop to be his quarterback, I, who am I to argue? Nothing Flores has done has not been good. He has installed a culture that is, is great in Miami in short time. Last year, they were supposed to be the number one. They were supposed to be the worst team overall, and they ended up being the fifth worst, but still much better than expected. This year, we were just hoping they might hit 500. They've got 10 wins with one game left to go. Mm-hmm. I have no reason to doubt the the coaching or the front office right now at Miami. I haven't been able to say that in a long time. Mm-hmm. But I can finally say that I'm confident in them. So if they believe in Tua, then, yeah, they shouldn't look at Fields. But if they, behind the scenes, are going, okay, we're not too sure about this kid, then they have to consider it. Yeah. I think Tua, certainly, he needs to start getting more aggressive and pushing the ball down the field more. Um, but – I think that if Fields is on the board, you look at him, and then you could maybe do this kind of situation where you draft Fields, and you kind of you, you hold him and say, them. "Hey, yeah. give you want one of these guys, right? Tua mm-hmm. or Fields? You want one of them? Go, go, like come it's and more get likely him. that they trade the pick though if somebody really wants Fields, yeah, than than anything, yeah. Um, but but again, on Tua tomorrow, I'm I'm really curious to see how he does. Because to quote your one of your favorite movies, there is no tomorrow. And that's the first time we're going to see him on that stage since before, you know, his, his last year of college because he got hurt. Yeah. So we haven't seen him in a winner-takes-all sort of game, and that's what tomorrow is for Miami. So I we'll really – I think they're going to lose. I think that, you know, Indianapolis is going to beat Jacksonville. I think that the Titans are going to beat Houston. Um, and I think that Baltimore is going to beat Cincinnati. And now let's get into this Browns game. Um, the Browns, they play against the Steelers this Sunday. We'll be there. Yeah, you know that because we're going to be at the game. Um, they're coming off a tough loss against the Jets where they're missing all four of their top wide receivers. This week, they're playing their big brother Pittsburgh Steelers um, who are playing mostly backups. The Browns facility has been closed basically all week due to COVID, um, and now they're going to be without their best corner, Denzel Ward, which is not good news, not good news at all. Um, do you think that the Browns are going to, first off, do you think the Browns are going to win this Sunday against the Browns? Yeah, against the you know, it's funny because I'm sure anybody who listens or watches your podcast or knows you at all knows you're a huge Browns fan, a huge Browns fan. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that what mo- most people don't know is I'm much higher on Baker than you are. That is true. I love Baker. I, I, I don't not saying he's a Hall of Famer or anything, but he's a he's a gamer. He's a baller. He goes out there and he has the swag and he goes for it. And that's what you need in a game like this. And I really think he's gonna go out there against a, a Pittsburgh team that's sitting TJ Watt and many other players. Big Ben. You know, yeah. and, and if Minka sits down, he's just gonna he's probably I think they're gonna they're gonna annihilate him. I really do. I think I think that the Browns are going to go out and put a pretty big hurting on on uh, Pittsburgh because I believe that that uh, Pittsburgh's coach Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, I believe he's told them we're taking this week off. And when you tell your team you're taking the week off, and the other team needs to come up big, mm-hmm. 
and they have their talent. Now, the only thing, like last week when you guys embarrassingly lost to the Jets, COVID lost to the Jets. I mean, let's be honest. I know, but I, I can't make that excuse because when I make that excuse, I'm biased. Well, you are normally biased. So I'll give you that. But, I can't, I can't but say But I can make that excuse like that. for you because I'm not, I'm, I've got no, you know, I, I, I loosely might root for the Browns, but I have no emotional real It's like being the Bears. You know, no, yeah. I have root for the Bears, but you know. But when push comes to shove, if, if it was, if the Browns needed to lose for the Dolphins to get in, I, I would be, you know, clapping for Pittsburgh tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, um. I mean, the Browns basically do have to lose for the Dolphins to get in, really. Well, but, one of them has to lose. It's not yeah, just Browns. It's not just the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, you know? you're right. But um, yeah, you're you're right. You are a lot more um supportive of Baker, and you have a lot more faith in Baker than I do. I think they are going to come out tomorrow and just really show you something special, and then people are going to say, "Yeah, but it was against Pittsburgh, and it was." Oh, well, of course, because because and that's well, fine. because the Browns get, can never to, win. Yeah, but you we, need, we can't win. They, they don't let us win. Especially Pittsburgh fans, they don't let us win, and you know that they they are they're disgustingly like arrogant about their team. They won't let us win ever. Yep. So, but as Bill Parcells would always say, you just got to get in the tournament, then you got a chance. You just got to get there. Yeah, we just have to get there. You're that's right. It. You're right. Exactly. And I and think if you win tomorrow, that's eleven wins. How can you complain about a season with eleven wins? Exa- exactly. Exactly. And that's going to bring me to the next question. Um, by the way, I do think the Browns are going to end up winning. Um, I think that they have too much to play for. And I think the Steelers, like you said, they're going in like this is their bye week because they complained about their bye week well, they being did. pushed to the, to the beginning of the year. They haven't had a, a break in a long time. I think mentally that team just wants to take the week off and relax. I think it was a good move by Mike Tomlin. I know it's going to probably benefit my team in the end. But looking at it unbiased and from just, you know, X's and O's, yeah, X's and O's perspective, this is a good move for an older team. With an older quarterback, you need to rest your guys going to the playoffs because you know they're, they're going to have their minds in it when come playoff time. And they doesn't need to be in rhythm. Yeah, they that don't need to keep standing. They're not like a young team that needs yeah. to keep rolling into the playoffs. They just need to, you know, like you said, Ben just needs to keep, keep, <laughs> keep standing upright in That's that pocket it. and just be there. You know what I mean? I think it was a good move, um, but I think the Browns are going to take advantage of that and end up winning the game despite the COVID situations that they're in. Um, but do you think – Win or lose this Sunday, was this Brown season a success? Yeah, first of all, 10-win season, I don't know anybody who's reasonable when your team hasn't made the playoffs in how many years? I wasn't alive, so you tell me. Okay. It, it's been saying. since 2002. Yeah. Um, um, so 18 years. Well, uh, I, I had nineteen tickets now. for the Browns way back then. That was uh, – was, who was it? I don't was know the quarterback. Who was the starter. I don't know who the starter. It was, was a guy that used to be the backup in Jacksonville, I believe. Really? Well, Anderson have, or something like that. I don't. I have anyway, no idea. Um, but when when your team hasn't been a winning team in a long time, and then you come out and win ten games, first of all, you shouldn't complain. Second of all, if the Browns don't make it this year, not to make excuses for you guys, it's COVID. You <laughs> lost to the Jets because. N- of two reasons, two reasons. One, you can blame them, and you brought it up on your last show. The play calling was terrible. You've got the best one-two punch in running backs in the league. I mean, you've got two Hall of Fame talent-wise guys in Hunt yeah. and Chubb. Not saying they're going to the Hall of Fame, but talent-wise, you've got two just great running backs, and you didn't run the ball hardly 
at all with those two. Mm-mm. Those we two, passed, you should have Baker been, threw 53 passes. And if he threw 53 passes, 30 of them should have been to Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Like you screen know, passes. Like little screen stuff, passes, half back like outs, that, that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, hit him in the flat, let him go do his thing, uh, which, which I don't think that you guys do enough of that with Hunt, by the way, but that's a whole mm-hmm. side note. But I, I do think that they would have – anybody with any kind of objective knows that if COVID hadn't hit that team last week – they beat the Jets and they've already locked up a playoff spot. It, it just is what it is. Yeah. Now I still think they're going to wait the playoffs, so it is a successful year. Mm-hmm. I think that Stefanski, another coach of the year candidate, you found your coach, just like our the Dolphins. We, we believe we found our coach. I believe you guys found your coach mm-hmm. on the Browns. And I believe, I really believe that Baker has improved and shown that this offense will be a good offense for him and that he's going to be an above average quarterback, a guy that can make some plays when you need him to and not screw it up. Mm-hmm. And with the defense that you're building there, you still need a little bit of help in the off season. And with the offensive talent that you have, you've got a nice little window where you should be contending for a while now. Oh yeah. Um, in my opinion, I think it absolutely was a success for the Browns this year. And like you said, the, the Browns, they would have beaten the Jets last week if, if COVID. I, but I can't say that because all these people out here watching, they're Pittsburgh fans, and they get they want to cry. When I say anything slightly good about the Browns, they want to they well, cry about it. I don't think but, it's so much about the good about the Browns. It's about the fact that you can't ever say anything positive about the Steelers. I do. I do. They're 11 wins. What did you say? They're the worst 11-win team in history. They were. They lost, What 11-win team has gone 0-3 in their next three games? What? Okay. Name an 11 0 team that has done That's that. That's no, 11-0 team. No, but, none of being the fact that. that you can't even acknowledge that Ben Roethlisberger might be good enough to still win. See, it hurts him. It but, hurts But he's them. not – I don't think that the Steelers can win in the playoffs. That's it. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I don't think that they, the Buffalo Bills are better. The Chiefs are I better. Give you the the Titans are better. Minka Fitzpatrick intercepts your guy twice. TJ Watt goes to town. And then Ben holds on to the ball because Ben, I believe, this is it. I'm sad Ben's not playing tomorrow for one reason is I know that in, in my heart, I feel like this might be Ben's last year. And so uh, the room, I'm, not, I'm not a Ben fan of him personally, but I have always enjoyed watching the way he plays the game. You know, I'm a very big fan of the way you play the game. And on the field, the guy's tough. He's a throwback quarterback. He, mm-hmm. he's, the, Chris Bourbon's, you know, he's a rumbling, bumbling, stumbling sort of guy, <laughs> you know. And so – as, as a guy who doesn't care about Pittsburgh one way or another, uh, I've enjoyed watching the way the Steelers played football during his time there. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's another sign of the end of, of an era there. Uh, and when you have that mentality, you know, look, Manning went out on top. Very few guys get to go out on top, but he's got nothing to lose. And I think you're going to see Ben Roethlisberger, you know, playing his heart out. Mm-hmm. Come, come the postseason. And we've seen teams like that. Defensively, Ray Lewis had nothing left and somehow no, still that was won tremendous. that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, we've seen great players, and you can hate Ben Roethlisberger all you want. We can talk about the off-the-field stuff and all the accusations all yeah. you want. He was a great player and is a great player. He's going to be in the, going hall, of the hall of Fame. I know. He's going to be right out, right out there in Canton. He's going to be it. here. And I know. so you're, you, are, you are terribly, terribly biased against them. No, I'm, I mean, no, Much I'm not. like me though. and the Jets. Okay, let me ask you this. Are the Titans better right now than the Steelers? Well, I don't know. Actually, that depends on which Titans team shows up each week. Okay, 
I think the Titans are better They're than the Steelers. schizophrenic. Are the Ravens better right now than the Steelers? I know how much you love Lamar. Yeah, Please. I would say they are playing better. Okay. But they all have big Achilles heels. You can't tell me that you can't see a way that, that Pittsburgh can beat any of those teams. We know the recipe to beat Baltimore, and I love Lamar. I, I love Lamar Jackson. I wanted the Dolphins to draft him. I loved him in Louisville. He went to school near where I teach in South Florida. I love Lamar Jackson. I will root for him his entire career. Mm -hmm. But you get a lead on the Ravens. They're not built to come back. Yeah. We know the recipe. You know, uh, the Titans, same thing. Get a lead. Then, and, and I like Tannehill. But get a lead and make them try to beat you without running. Yeah. There's a recipe to beat these teams. Okay. And Pittsburgh is good enough to do that. The Bills. Well, w the only real question you have about the Bills is Josh Allen in the postseason. Okay. We haven't seen that. We've Same seen thing it we once. Say about Lamar. We haven't seen Lamar come up big in the postseason yet. Okay. And until you do it. All right. But I do know someone in the AFC that has come up big in the postseason plenty and plenty of times. Mm -hmm. Um, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Well, I mean. What are they going to do about them? This is one of those few times where if you ask somebody, will you take one team or the field where you take the one team, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, out of the AFC, it's Kansas City. But Kansas City has laid a few eggs this year. They've, they've come close to losing several games that they shouldn't have had any business losing. Mm -hmm. They did lose to Oakland. I mean, uh, Vegas. You know? Mm -hmm. So they're beatable, and all you need is that one upset, and then it's anybody's, it's anybody's tournament. True. It's I a mean, one we'll, and done. It's a one and done tournament. We'll see. I don't think the Steelers have what it takes, but listen, you know, you guys want to call me biased and you know throw a little fit about it. That's okay. All I'm but, saying is, is, you win 11 straight games in a row in the NFL. Even if you had a terrible schedule, you won 11 straight games in the NFL. You can win in the playoffs. Okay, but was I wrong when I said they were the worst 11 and 0 team of all time? Well, I never looked up the stats, but it's pretty embarrassing that you lose three in a row after you won 11. Yeah, especially um, you know two of those games to teams under 500 but anyways um back to the browns i think that the Browns' season was absolutely a success no matter if they make the playoffs or not okay um the browns they're clearly headed in the right direction it looks like they found a great coach in kevin Stefanski, like you said Definitely. coach of the year candidate they have a top three running offense in the league uh with kareem hunt who and is your coach of the year what do you want what do you want me to okay. say all right take him out of it Okay, takes Stefanski out of it. It's Brian Flores. Flores? Brian Flores. What about Buffalo? Sean McDermott? He's up there, but the reason why I'm going to have Brian Flores is because he's coaching the least talented team. That and, has 10 wins. Yeah, and we all – okay, I know we didn't expect the Bills to be, like, you know, up there with the Chiefs type of level, but we expected them to be better this year, and we expected them to make the playoffs. And part of that is on the improvements of Josh Allen. And I understand some of that's coaching, but some of that's also on Josh Allen working hard in the offseason and getting help to try and fix his mechanics so that way he's he's got more touch on his ball rather than all zip like he had last year. Um, so I, I think Sean McDermott definitely be belongs in the conversation. But Brian Flores, ever since he's gotten to Miami, they have overachieved every single year. They have – wildly surpassed every single expectation we have ever had from them every single time that they play football. So that, that is coaching to me. That is the coach of the year is Brian Flores. If you're going to take Stefanski out of it. Yeah. But it, the big three has to be Stefanski, Sean McDermott, and, and Brian Flores this year. And, yeah. and Tomlin was in there, and, but Tomlin's in there every year. He's a good coach. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's also, you know, he's got a good team, but he's also been struggling towards the, you know, sec back half of the season. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like it has to come down between uh, Stefanski and Flores only because I think both teams overachieved their expectations. I don't know if the Browns really overachieved their expectations or finally lived up to expectations, maybe. Yeah. But they've underachieved so much before, even with talent, that, mm-hmm. that I feel like both those teams were a little bit of a surprise. I think Buffalo um, – I think everybody except for me picked Buffalo to win that conference because I still wouldn't give up on Belichick until I saw it, right? Yeah. Because I've been burnt by Belichick for, you know, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another thing. What are they going to do? Who knows? Yeah, they need a quarterback. Yeah, they really need a quarterback. Maybe uh, Mac Jones out of Alabama. I'd have to look at how it falls and, and you know, who, where where guys like uh, Wilson are going to go, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like Mac Jones and all them guys. Uh, what's his name there from uh, – Florida? Florida. Kyle Trask, I mean, he did not help himself at all against No, Oklahoma. but Belichick has often liked Florida guys. Yeah. He's, that, that, mm-hmm. the, the Gators has been one of those programs that he's dipped into quite often. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel like they're definitely top three for um, Coach of the Year is yeah. McDermott, Flores, and Stefanski. But, like, back to the Browns in their season this year, they have a top three running offense with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Wonderful, wonderful. That's awesome. You need that, and and they're bringing back a style of football that is is has been lost from the game a little bit, and it's awesome to see that it's coming back. Um, them, the Titans, and the Ravens, all three of them. Don't forget their best wide receiver is on the IR. Yeah, but Odell. Uh, see, no. Odell's a question mark though. No, but I Od- think I think that's all fans and media made up. Odell hurt himself trying to stop a guy from scoring off an interception. You are a team guy if you're selling out trying to make that tag. tag. See, I'm not saying that Odell, Odell did nothing this year that looked like he was in any way a distraction. Mm-hmm. And then people like to point that, oh, Baker played great after that. First of all, it's his first year in the offense. You don't think that it would have been nice if he evolved in that offense and then also had Odell to throw to? Yeah. That maybe if he throw 50-something times against the Jets and you got Odell and Landry, you probably win that game. Yeah. Odell, I've been I've been down on Odell as much as anybody else out there sometimes. Mm-hmm. But nothing he did this year has deserved the criticism he's got. It's not this it, year. Yeah, it's not about okay with me in the Odell situation in regards to him playing in Cleveland. It's not about his character. I don't think he's. A, I think the whole Odell's a bad teammate is is garbage. I think him and Eli actually love playing together. I think that they obviously. Had had a little bit of differences. He's a of wide course. receiver, and he's passionate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it is. I mean, but they even Eli and, and Odell did commercials together. I mean, they, they they were good teammates. They got along. And he's best friends with Landry too. Yeah, and I think that he gets along in the Cleveland locker room. I don't think he's a problem in the locker room. I think that's all made up. But I think that for whatever reason, Baker Mayfield and him don't click. I think Baker feels pressure to get the ball to Odell, not because Odell is saying, get me the ball because Odell is like this, this amazing figure outside of football as well. He's a superstar. Let me ask you that. How much of that was on Stefanski early on? Because Stefanski clearly called plays, reverses, all kinds of things to get the ball into Odell's hand Mm -hmm. early in the year. He did. So that might not all be on Baker. Yeah. And I still maintain that it's the first year of a new offense they both probably would have improved as the year goes. We've saw, yes. Baker has gotten better with this offense. Mm-hmm. I, I think anybody who's looked at it has seen that he's become more comfortable with it and that he also has become more consistent in the second half, which he wasn't early in the year. Yeah. And that isn't on Odell. And I have no reason 
I, I have no re- – if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, I'm thinking, holy cow, we did this, and then we get Odell back next year? I we'll mean, see. I, I hope it works. You I mean, are Odell going to be one of the best offenses in the NFL next year. Yeah, I mean, Odell talent-wise, listen, there's no question with his talent. But, I mean, we've seen this. We saw um, this, the Detroit Lions with Matthew Stafford. When Calvin Johnson retired, he got a lot better. Yeah, but he also played quite a while with Johnson. Yeah, he did. And I, I, I would be curious, and we'll never know. We'll never know. But once Stafford learned to spread the ball around, if you would have been able to get Johnson out of retirement a year later, Mm-hmm. Would that have changed anything? It might have made it better. Yeah. It might have made it made a whole different – see, that's what I'm saying. This could work out really good for Baker and Odell. Yeah. Whereas Baker becomes comfortable commanding the offense, and then you give him the weapon. Instead, he was trying to keep the weapon happy while learning an offense. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But regardless, they have good receivers whether or not Odell is there or not. Yeah. They have a great running game. And so – and. Baker Mayfield has improved dramatically from his sophomore season, which was awful, where he threw, like, you know, like, what, 20, 23 well, interceptions? You guys had a head coach that shouldn't even have had the job as head coach. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. And I'm not trying to make excuses. I sound like the Browns apologist today, I know. But most of the Browns' problems were self-inflicted organizationally mm-hmm. leading into this year. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, we got our good coach. We don't have to deal with Freddie Kitchens anymore. And, so I, I think the Browns certainly, for the first time and, and forever, are actually headed in the right direction. Um, they have an identity and they have a plan. Plus, everyone with a brain, you know, knows that the Browns would have would have won against the Jets if Plus, they had. We got to root for Baker because he has the best commercials going right now. He has some funny commercials. He really does. He really does have some funny commercials. But the the Browns they they do need to get better on defense, um, specifically their linebackers and safeties. I know. We had a rookie safety from uh, LSU, Grant Delpit, um, tore his Achilles preseason. That hurt us. But who knows if he's ever going to pan out now coming off of the Achilles injury. Of course, we hope he does. He was a great college prospect. But we might have to look in the offseason for some more safeties. We really need linebackers. The Browns need linebackers more than anything. B.J. Goodson's our best linebacker, and he is not that good. Um, um, but, you know. But other than that, I've been really impressed with the Browns this season, specifically Baker. I've been extremely impressed with Baker. I know, like you said, I'm always extremely hard on Baker at times. But that's because I want the best for him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let and- me just tell you, watching games with him, every other week, if Baker has a good week, he's in the Hall of Fame. Dude, and the next week, right. I mean, I, I, you wanted to trade him for Trubisky. You wanted to trade him for Gardner Minshew. You okay, wanted but to that's, trade him but, for everybody. Okay. On, All right. You wanted to trade him for a bag of M&M peanuts. Okay, but that's that's when I'm watching the game. I'm emotional while watching the games, okay? It's different. The Me right now is different than me on Sundays watching the game. And you'll see. I'm probably going to go live on Instagram Live. So I know some of you are going to be watching that while I'm at the Browns game this Sunday. Me watching the Not game. it's raining. Because I need to – I need to – yeah, if it's, if it's bad weather, we probably won't be able to. But if it's – I need to, like, take a step back after the games. That's why I don't post directly after Sundays because I need to – just take a step back and stop being emotional and just analyze. While things, I'm giving you, know you a hard I mean? time, a couple of years ago after the preseason, I'm pretty sure Deshaun Kaiser was going to be the greatest of all time. Just saying. He went 4-0. I was excited. In the preseason. Okay. He went 4-0 in the preseason. I was excited, okay, and I thought he was good. I thought he had a nice arm, but he never turned out to be anything good at all. Through threw 11 touchdowns to 22 interceptions. Um. 
He's the goat. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I never said the goat. And I, you know I never said the goat, so stop saying that. But let me get to my point with the Browns, okay? I've been really impressed with Baker Mayfield this season. I know I've been hard on him, but I just want the best from him because he's, you know, the quarterback of my favorite team. I want the best from Baker. But he's really impressed me this season, and I'm excited to see what the Browns are going to do moving forward. And as you know, the prophecy, the prophecy claims Next year is their year. Next season is their year, 2021 to 2022. I predicted it in 2016 after we went 1-15. and 15. I said it. There's a paper. I'll have to find it. I'll post it on social media for you guys to see. He did. His old history teacher still has yep. it up. My old history teacher still has it up. I had everyone in the class sign it because I called it that day. I was in eighth grade. I wasn't even in high school yet. I called it on that day. Everyone signed it, and he still has it. I'm going to have to have him send me a picture of it so I could show everybody because it's going to happen. Next year is the Browns' year. They're trending in the right direction, and it's going to happen. Thank you all so much for watching and or listening. Please make sure to like, follow, or subscribe wherever you may be listening. And also, if you haven't, please make sure to follow the show on social media, at Peyton Doyle Show. That is at Peyton Doyle Show. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. And like always, thank you all so much for for listening. And please make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you. (laughs) 